Netherlands stun the Koreans, the Italians stun everybody else, and the goals just keep on coming. Day three at the Vitality Hockey World Cup, and you're on World Cup Daily. You are indeed on the World Cup Daily, brought to you by the Reverse Stick and the Hockey Family. Day three, and we're going to talk all about the action from the day two games at the Lee Valley Hockey and Tennis Centre in London. How was it, Matt? Day two, first impressions? Well, 24 goals out of the four games. That's some good impressions. The big (laughs) guns came out, didn't they? We talked about Argentina and Netherlands uh, needing to make an impression in their opening game. They both certainly did that. I believe that Argentina are just about to launch their own space programme. Oh, really? Well, you'd think so after Maria Ortiz that goal, what a oh, rocket, eh? Blimey, eh? Uh, it Pure dipped, class. It yeah. dipped over the goalie's head. It was just extraordinary. Got, Let's go got, through the results. Got to be a contender for goal of the tournament already, Absolutely. eh? Absolutely, yeah, I, I have to think so. Uh, results? Uh, in what was an absolutely thrilling upset in, in a lot of ways, in the first game of the day, China, 8th-ranked China, went down to World Cup newcomers, Italy ranked 17th 3-0 and that was a really exciting game. Not newcomers but they were last there in 1976 and that okay. was the first ever victory for Italy in a World Cup. Well done to the Italians and, and they played really well. Um, a lot has been said about China but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, second game, well that was a, a spanking game from, from the Argentinians over Spain 6-2 there. Third versus 11th in the world rankings. Uh, we'll talk about these games in more depth. Uh, third game for the day was the Netherlands, who just uh, did a bit of muscle flexing over Korea, 7-0. And what was an intriguing game? New Zealand and Belgium uh, played out a 4-2 victory for New Zealand, their fourth versus 13th. Two, <laughs> some of these um, these world rankings belie the, the, the abilities of the players. I mean, it wouldn't matter... Which teams were there? When you have a ranking system, someone's going to be at that number. Um, but you know, there's not much between them, is there? There's not, and as we've seen, the, the in inverted commas, low ranked teams have been getting some results over the higher ranked teams. Now that everybody's had a game, it's interesting to see where it all lies. I weren't the Italians happy. Let's start with that game, Matt. Um, the Italians opened the scoring in the 17th minute. Number seven for Italy got the goal there. Um, Valentina. Baronchi, depending on, well, <laughs> a Baronchi, Baronchi. Uh, they put another goal away in the 32nd minute, courtesy of Lara Avido, and in the 45th minute, uh, another goal to player 25, and that would be Giuliana Ruggieri. It would indeed, so a 3 0 victory. Now, the, uh, but yeah, really committed and passionate display from the Italians, um, trying to struggle to break them down in the game, and uh, What's really interesting, though, when you, you say that, when you look at the stats, there's not much between them. I mean, China had seven shots on shots. Uh, Italy had nine. China had 18 circle entries. Italy 15. Two penalty corners each. Uh, possession was 54 to 46. I mean, this 51, 51.2 to 48.8. 40, uh, is that what you've got? I've got 46 and 54 here. But I mean, still, there's not a lot of difference there. Um, <laughs> So, in some level, the statistics 
are a lot closer than what we saw with our eyes out on the field because I would have said that the Italians dominated the play and had far more shots on goal. They put away their chances. To, yeah, you know, that's, that's the thing. They put away the chances and a 3-0 win in their you know, first appearance since 76. Great stuff and will well be done. great to see what happens in the uh, the next games in Pool A there. And uh, a couple of people spent some time on the naughty chair in that game too. We'll, we'll talk about the naughty chair in the next couple of days. So Tao uh, caught up with Jazz Beer Singh after the game, one of the Italian players. The second goal, the short corner. Yes. It looked like a, 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 a well-drilled <laughs> short corner. Is that something you guys work on in training? Yeah, yeah. this is, uh, I don't know, our best uh, penalty corner. We, uh, it's really perfect and when we do it, most of the time it's, it's a goal. I don't know why, but... <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we're training a lot of penalty corner, uh, and this was our best. Now, Jasby's got a bit of an interesting hockey line there. Her dad was, uh, oh, it was Inder Singh, also known as Gogi, um, and played quite a few Indian internationals and resettled in Italy and uh, married a hockey player, Gianna, from the uh, Bra Club. And, uh Yes, Jasbeer has followed in her father's footsteps, although playing for Italy and not for India. Moving on, shall we, to a game that we saw a bit of together, didn't we? we did Argentina indeed. playing Spain. And that was a really interesting game. Argentina running out winners 6-2 in the end. Uh, 2-1 at the end of the first period, 4-1 at half-time, then 5-1 in the third period, and 6-2 the final score there. Spain scored first from a, a very good penalty corner variation. And um, then it was all downhill. Was that the deflection, that one? That was the one where they she tapped it behind her, remember? Yes, yeah. Yeah, that was the first goal. Right, yeah. And the, sorry, the, the second one was the ball up up in the air, wasn't it? Oh, no, that, that was the first one. That was the, the ball up in the air was yeah, the yeah, first yeah. one. No, it must have been the second goal that was a penalty corner, was it? Yeah, it was a penalty corner. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah like, like we said, Argentina really flexed their muscles there, particularly in that first half, and it was always going to be hard for Spain to get back into the game. I did like the way that Spain applied themselves, though. You know, Even though they were four, five, six goals, or four or five goals down at the time, they still kept at it. They still kept their structures. But I'll tell you what, the, the Argentinian girls looked scary in the way that they were, they were pressuring... Oh. Um, once again, stats, three penalty corners each, 18 circle entries to 16 Spanish. Uh, Argentina had 13 shots to eight, uh, 48, 49 to 51% or thereabouts, depending on what numbers you have, in, in possession. And yet, when the Spanish girls got it, their forward line is just a, a monster, isn't it? They just go. Spain? Yeah, no, the, the Argentinian yeah, girls. Yeah. They, they crank it right open when they get that ball moving like forward. They go, go at pace and they lead very well and uh, geez, you'd, you'd be, be sweating a bit if you're in the back line with them coming at you. But you know what? Everybody else will, will think. Every other team will be looking at that game and going, Spain got two past you. Yeah. Which isn't the case with one of the other favourites for the tournament, probably the, the true favourite for the tournament, the Netherlands, who, what did they do? They came out and gave the uh, poor old Koreans a uh, Good old-fashioned thumping. They did indeed. Uh, Seven, uh, five nil at quarter time. Half time it was seven nil, and that's the, the score stayed at that for the rest of the game. So they obviously took their foot off the gas a little bit, and obviously the Koreans uh, came back at them. Now you were mentioning the Koreans had the two goalkeepers with like about five games between them internationally, about fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which you know what, going to a World Cup, it makes you wonder what's going on there with Korea and some of their selections, etc. Do they have goal? 
goalies of experience that said they didn't want to go or... or injuries. Injuries. Is that what left him in the lurch there? Because you wouldn't have thought that you'd be taking two rookie rookie keepers into a tournament such as this, especially knowing you were going to have to play the Netherlands in your pool. Mind you, Damn. what a baptism for those two keepers. I hope they learn a lot from that game. One of them certainly did because she had quite a few peg pasta. Well, that's it, mate. You can you can lose fifteen nil and be man of the match with a goalkeeper. Can't you? <laughs> you can, you can. Uh, what was uh, a bit terrifying there is the complete dominance, really, that the Dutch had of the game. Twenty shots to two, twenty-six circle entries to five, four penalty corners, none to the Koreans, um, and. As I said very early on in our preview show, it'll be the defence that wins teams this uh, wins the World Cup. That's what'll ultimately get you through. And uh, and the Netherlands haven't let one in yet. Now, of course, uh, we've got Tao McLeod from the hockey family on the ground there Cause we've got at, a at the World grabs, Cup. Yeah. That's right. And, uh, so he caught up with Lidve Valtens, um, yep. one of the goal scorers in the game for the Netherlands. Yeah, we were really keen to start playing and I think that's really what you saw in the beginning. We had so much energy and we really wanted to show uh, the world what we can do. So we started off really good. Um, yeah, I think we can be really proud of this game and we can be uh, satisfied. Of course, um, the coach wasn't too happy that we didn't get enough corners, but this may be something for the next game. Well, I suppose if you're looking at something to uh, to pick up on, and you're Alison Annan, you would pick up on that because that was one of the areas. Only four corners and twenty odd circle, twenty six circle entries. Yeah. Pl- plenty to work on. Plenty to work on. Gee, some of these coaches are taskmasters, aren't they, John? Oh, well, in some ways, if you look at the pool they're in, uh, the Netherlands are in with Italy, China, and Korea. I wonder if Alison Annan's not a bit worried. Because of the lack of competition, uh, yeah. so to speak. Well, well it's not much. really lack of. I hate you to say that to you. Yeah, you're right. But you know, if they go and march seven past China or more, because they were poor enough to concede a lot more than seven, if the Netherlands turned it on. Well, Italy have um, got to fancy you know, their chances there in, in Pool A to progress, haven't they? They do. They would be looking at and and not just finishing third, but finishing second, yep. which would give them the lower placed. Play a team from another pool, so they could very, very easily be eyeing off a quarter-final berth, yeah. which would be a magnificent effort if they could pull that off. And of course, on to the last game of the day. Uh, one of the teams that we think will probably do very well, New Zealand, took on Belgium, and four-two was the final score there to the New Zealanders. Got New, the Zealand, New Zealand, here. yeah, New Zealand took the lead on 24 minutes with Kelsey Smith, but then the Belgians Penalty corner. fought back. Yes, it was indeed. She had a good game as well. Four of the circle penetrations and three of the shots uh, for the, the the black sticks there. Uh, but Belgium came right back into it on the 28th minute with Louise Versaval. And uh, two minutes later, Jill Bone, a very experienced campaigner there for the Belgians, uh, scoring the second. But of course, the Kiwis got back into it and fought back a couple of goals from Olivia Merry and Shiloh Gloin, giving them the win, 4-2. It would have been a, a thrilling game. Two uh, one in favour of Belgium at half time, three two in favour of New Zealand at three third period. So it could have gone either way there. Sneak that other goal in just gave them a bit of breathing space, and they were able to hold out the uh, the Belgians. Um, and we also heard from Anita Punt McLaren. We um, did. We're talking Tao about the game. Yeah. He's done a good lot of work there too, Tao. 
Yeah, you know, we made it a bit hard for ourselves, but it was good that we could come back from being 2-0 to 2-1 down. So, you know, I'm proud of the girls to fight back, but, you know, we didn't make it easy for ourselves, so we'll be reviewing that and hopefully coming out a lot stronger. Yeah. Uh, how did you enjoy the last five minutes there? Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> it was pretty scrappy, to be honest, even the last sort of three quarters of the game. So um, we just have to hold our structure, and we were in need to review that and make sure that we hold the ball and that we can get out of defence a lot easier because we just let it in a little bit too, too softly. Okay. Um, yeah, what was the game plan from the start? Um, just to play our structure and play our game. You know, we know that they fall away. We knew it would be really crowded, but we um, had a game plan. We just tried to stick to it. And, um, you know, it was a bit frustrating at the start, but we knew it was going to be like that. So we were really well prepared coming into the game. And um, we just had some lapses that we just went away from our structure. So, you know, we'll review that. And as long as we play a full 60-minute game, um, we, should be, we should do all right in the tournament. Well, that was uh, Anita McLaren's views on how the game went. I think they will do very well in the tournament. Wants to watch. Oh, definitely. Now, there are no games today. Oh, oh no, it's Monday, no hockey. Um, yeah, which is a bit disappointing, I must admit. I was, I had my whole day planned out to be up late watching hockey tonight, and now it's not going to happen, but should have known that, should have read the, well, the, the schedule, schedule that we've got. Yeah, that, that schedule, <laughs> that, that one that you wrote out with all the times and everything. That's like right. That, yeah. well, although I did spot something from the FIH tweeted out not too long back, uh, catch all the action of day three here with a link to the broadcaster, so I'm not quite sure what they're oh. showing. Maybe TRS World 11. Well, they could maybe make an appearance. Yeah, it might be. But there will be games coming up tomorrow. Only two games for the next couple of days. There will only be a couple of games every day. And then they're going back to the four-game format as we get further down through the traps. Uh, Japan playing New Zealand, 12th ranked versus 4th, and Australia versus Belgium, a bit of a Southern Hemisphere flavour going on there. Um, they'll be the two games. Uh, what time are they kicking off? 12.30 and uh, 2.30 London time there, those games. Anything much caught your eye from uh, what's going on? Oh, one thing that did, and one thing obviously caught our mate Tao's ear, was the pitch. You remember when we were talking about the, the pitch the other day, about uh, you know how it's been dry and those sorts of things and how it's, it's going to affect the pitch, and um, young Australian yeah, girl, Rosie Malone. Rosie Malone, she mentioned it talking to Tao in the post-match little press conferences they do, and uh, he's been asking around a bit to a couple of other players uh, what they thought of the turf, and one of them was... Lidovay Valtons. Matt's the official uh, foreign name... <laughs> Pronunciator here on the reverse. Google.translate. <laughs> this is what Ludovic thought of um, of the turf. Rosie Malone of Australia was saying saying that she found the, the pitch a bit sticky. How did you find it find it today? Well, um, I think we can say the second half the, uh, the the pitch was sticky. The first half. We didn't have any trouble with it, so uh, we just got to deal with what we have, and I think we're uh, all good enough to play with this pitch. Now, there is a difference between a young girl who's just thrilled to be there and is on the bark about it to embark on an international career, and someone that's perhaps been around a little bit longer and, and um, you know, ha- had a taste of what's what it's all about. That's right, where you just got to deal just with what's, deal what's in, what in front of you. But Anita McLaren was interviewed as well, and uh, Tao asked her the same question, and she was far more blunt and forthcoming in her assessment. Rosie Malone of, of Australia, they said that the turf is a little bit sticky when, when she plays. How did you feel 
the turf was? Yeah, um, yep, don't really like the turf, that's for sure. Um, it's yeah, very sticky, it's quite slow, so it's not what we're used to, but we um, we credit to ourselves that we adapt, we'll just play on any surface that we can, but you know, we've got to adapt our style, adapt how we do it. So like a few times I've gone to push the ball and it's fluffed off and you know so it's really frustrating and you know but I need to be better I need to know I know that that's what's going to happen so I just have to be stronger on the ball and you just have to adapt to the surfaces and like with the drag flicking it's pretty tough you just you can't take the turf because otherwise you just it's very yeah takes a lot of the power away from it but yeah it's a slow pitch but you've got to play on it and that's the turf we're playing for the whole tournament and it's got to make do with what you've got take your bottle of water yeah take the bottle of water maybe just a, a little bag like a a, a camel pack. pack. Yeah, yes. One of those. Uh, no, not 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 those beer drinking hats. No, no. You John. can put beer water bottles in there, not <laughs> beer. Put water bottles in them. Uh, it's an interesting thoughts. So I'm, I'm, you know, the, the, whatever condition the pitch may or may not be in, the fact is it's going to be pretty much the same for everybody, that's or both teams at the same time. That's right. Know, same so. same for everybody. Maybe some slight advantage to the home side because they've been exposed to the turf a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but like you say, yeah, the same for everybody on it. I'm not sure that the England have played that much on it, have they? I don't know. They've probably trained on it yeah, a lot, you'd, you'd, you'd think so. Now, of course, uh, if you're following on social media, The Reverse Stick, we're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, all at The Reverse Stick. Likewise, The Hockey Family, all at The Hockey Family. And you can go to the hockeyfamily.com website to catch some of the match reports that Tao's been writing on there and lots of stuff going on around yeah. the tournament. Uh, but, yeah, use the... Hashtag HWC2018. Let's make sure that we keep this trending. It's actually getting up there quite good on Twitter at the moment. Okay. So, uh, yeah. But, and also, tell your hockey mates about it. Not everybody might know that there's a World Cup on. You're into it because you're listening to a daily World Cup podcast. <laughs> so let's spread the word to our wider hockey family, to our club mates, and make sure we've got eyes on screens and people are um, getting some interest in this fantastic tournament. It is. It's been a great tournament. It's the, some of the goals have been really exquisite. But like we mentioned, the, the Spanish goal, that short corner variation they played, that was that was really pretty to watch. Training ground stuff. It was. Um, the Argentinian goal, I uh, forget the girl's name now. Ortiz. Ortiz. That was an absolute screamer. Yeah, you're just not going to see a better goal. World class. And there's uh, only been two crash balls, hasn't there? Two crash balls, yes. There's, there's another. The crash ball monitor was deployed again. Um, last night so two, get, two in two days do we get a culprit for that one no we didn't but Kate Richardson Walsh and Sam Quick were both tagged in on the tweet oh, that went out from, uh, from one of our listeners yeah we didn't take Kate in before the tournament about the, the crash ball did we no we didn't oh. now of course okay. you can also keep up uh, on social media with the hockey paper with the hook uh, with the hockey family with drag flick world with hockey world news they've all got people on the ground of course if you're there in fan central go and subscribe to hockey world news go and check out the hockey museum stand and get involved in some of the fun and the action there and of course at the weekend walking hockey will be playing a, um, an exhibition game there so good luck to alan and the team and everybody that's going from the midlands there in the uk down to london well matt that's about all we've got time for for today day three even though there's no action on we're calling it day three it's still day three of the it, world cup it, it is uh and there's some plenty of great hockey to come i hope you've enjoyed it but day four action we'll bring you a show tomorrow we'll preview the two games that are happening we will. we'll be back every day and we'll be there every morning from now on after yesterday's little tiny glitch 
not to worry, we'll get get past all of that, shall we? Uh, enjoy the rest of your hockey day, and uh, mate, I'll see you soon. See you tomorrow.